What is going on, Breakthrough Success listeners? Mark Verdi here. In this episode, we're going to talk about improving your SEO visibility. All these search engines, they get billions of people visiting them every single month. They are the places where people go to search for their basic needs, where they want to learn how do I make money? How do I get more fitness? Like, If you have a question, you are probably using a search engine to find that answer. And a lot of companies are using these search engines to reach more prospects. So in this sea of competition, how do we improve our SEO rankings so our content is getting in front of the right people who end up becoming our customers? That's what we're talking about in this episode today. Our guest who joins us is the CEO and founder of Rankings.io, an SEO agency that helps elite personal injury law firms land serious injury and auto accident cases through Google's organic search results. His company has the distinction of making the Inc. 5000 list five years in a row. He's also the best-selling author of the book, Niching Up, The Narrower the Market, the Bigger the Prize. Our guest who joins us in this episode of Breakthrough Success is none other than Chris Dreyer. Chris, welcome to the show. Man, the hype, the hype. I love it. Thanks for having me. Chris, it is a pleasure to have you on Breakthrough Success and SEO. I we've been talking about this like for two decades. I think SEO has been around. Like it's been around for quite a while, and it's still something that so many business owners want to master. So I feel like with so many new marketing platforms and strategies, why do you still think SEO is this priority? Where I think there's a lot of temptation to pursue a new shiny object. I can give you a couple numbers. So Google and YouTube have more web- monthly website visitors than the next 48 websites combined. So it's a huge distribution channel. It's an area to capture intent, people that are actively searching for your your goods or services. Wow. I mean, 48 <laughs> Uh, more presence than the 48 other top websites combined. I mean, that alone tells you what you need to know about the importance of these platforms. I mean, it's really good that we lead with that right off the bat because it's like you hear about TikTok and uh, TikTok can be good for some businesses due to, I mean, it's getting a lot of engagement Mm -hmm. as well, but Google and YouTube still are some of the top presences out there with a lot of competition though. So how do you suggest that a business owner outranks the competition. What are some of the things that you would be doing for a business if they came to you to outrank the competition? Yeah, the biggest thing is you need to have specialized skills in in multiple disciplines. So the the challenge is when you're trying to do this in-house is you may have somebody that's great at content, but they don't have the technical skills. Or you've got someone with the technical skills and can do the content, but then they don't know how to link build. And that's why working with an agency can be very appealing because you don't need a full-time person for each particular discipline, but you need to have all the disciplines. To to kind of summarize this, there's tons of ranking factors. Google just updated their, they're now calling it ranking systems. They've been public about their patents. We've read all the patents. We just read reread their link patents literally yesterday. Um, <clears throat> to kind of put this in a three big pillars. The first one is content. You have to have excellent content that targets the words and phrases that your consumers type in. It has to be better 
than the top results. That is content is not king. It's mandatory. It's a necessity. The second thing is you need to have a website that is optimized, that the consumers can navigate easily, that where they can find their query answers to their queries to, to answer their intent. And the third is you've got to promote your content. Google in 2016 had like 6 trillion web pages. Who knows what that number is now? It's beyond what we can fathom. And in order to stand out, you have to have these external signals pointing to your content to give Google, to allow Google the ability to understand that your content's important. So I use the analogy, it's an old school one, but if you're trying to win an election, you want to get as many votes as possible. If you're trying to win the first page of Google, you want to get as many links as possible. And the one thing I'll say is Google, a lot of times will say, hey, just make great content and and the visitors will come. I'm really anti, I'm, I'm very against that. Mm. It's not Field of Dreams. It's not the Kevin Cosner movie where if you build it, they will come. You have to promote your content. You can't just make great content. You have to promote it and you have to get links. <laughs> And I'm I'm agree with you on that idea of you can't just hope people will come. Like as a freelance writer, I'm sending a lot of pitches. I do have a LinkedIn profile where people find me that way, but it's something that I've set up. Uh, I get a lot of my business through pitching. And I do believe that when it comes to search engines, it's the same way. Like you're not just going to get links because you post great content. There's outreach involved there's guest blocking there's a lot of ways to get links but it's not just you sitting back and expecting to get traffic just because you posted a really good piece and i know you mentioned the user intent a little bit before and that's really important because it, it frames a little bit of what the content is going to be about because there are so many different ideas that you can cover but how do we figure out which user intents matter for our business the most and then create content around them? Really good question. And that's not asked very frequently. So it's an excellent question. A lot of times, if the query is long, the intent is defined in the query. What are the steps I need to take after a car accident? You know what they're interested in. They want to know the steps to take. Your article is very easily to write. Step one, step two, step three, right? When the query's short, let's just say it's two words or the keywords two words, and it's car accidents. Well, you don't know what the intent is of the consumer. Do they want to know types of car accidents, types of injuries? They need a lawyer. They need to know the steps. And typically, if the query is shorter, it requires you to write your content. To It, it requires more lengthy content because you need to have the ability to answer multiple versions of intent. That's where the organization of your content is very important in terms of these subheaders and each individual section. If you wrap it in, say, an H2, each section should be the ability to function as its own blog almost or its own article. And a lot of times Google will measure individual landing pages. They split test this algorithmically. So they'll look and they'll say, okay, here's the exact same query. Consumer A went to this page and stayed for two minutes. Consumer B went there for 20 seconds and then left. Now, there's other intangibles. There's other metrics that go into that. Like, did they go to another website? Did they, you know, the actions involved? But on its own, just that individual signal, they may think that the one that stayed for two minutes is getting their needs served better than the one that stayed less, right? Google can't tell 
if someone's emotionally happy with the answer, they can only read the data. We've got more great insights about improving your SEO ranking on the way. Chris is actually going to go into very soon how to increase the amount of time people spend on your website. But before we do that, we have a quick message from our sponsor. Breakthrough Success listeners, you know that your brain power is best spent on running your business, not on the annoying details of saving receipts, calculating your taxes, and categorizing expenses. What if there was something that could take care of all of that for you and free up more of your time? Well, there is, and it's called Found. Found is a business banking app built specifically for the self-employed. It's an all-in-one banking app, meaning it comes with the smart tools you need to run your business. Manage your income, expenses, taxes, and invoicing all from the Found app. Even sign up is easy. It's free. It takes just a few minutes. Plus, if you spend $100 with your found card in the first 30 days, you can get a $25 bonus in your account. There's no commitment. Try found today and see what all-in-one banking can do for you. Head to found.com slash breakthrough or use the promo code breakthrough to try found today. Terms and conditions apply. Found is a financial technology company, not a bank. Found's banking services are provided by Piermont Bank member FDIC. Remember, head to found.com slash breakthrough or use promo code breakthrough to try found today. Let's get right back into the episode. I mean, the data, I mean, it's really useful, not just for Google, but also by ourselves, because I mean, if someone's staying on for two <clears throat> minutes, it's a sign that we could be doing something right there. Whereas 20 seconds there's a little more you have to look into and some content creators, like you can see more data from that point versus Google may just be fixated on that page. Whereas they could be going somewhere else on your website, but the average time someone spends on your site, that is something Google looks at. And how do you recommend that we increase the amount of time people spend on our websites? Really good question. So First, let me let me kind of clarify one thing. It depends on the term. If you're if your article, if you're trying to rank for a definition, they may stay 20 seconds and have their intent met, and they may have a very high bounce rate, but the answer, the consumer's answers is complete. They don't need to go to another page. But if it's a if it's a very competitive query and there's a lot of intent you need to define, the way that you can improve your your dwell signals, there's a lot of ways. One of the ways is incorporate video. It's the, the individual watches the video. They keep the page open, uh, incorporate m more sections, more images, longer amount of content require. It takes a longer amount of time to read. If, you, if you're going to read in a book and it's, you know, 10 pages, it's going to take a short amount of time versus one that's a hundred. So the length, I know that's really rudimentary, but those things come into play. Then there's things like the internal links. So it, it's not necessarily the dwell time on the individual page, but the site as a whole. So if you have contextually relevant links to other articles that may serve the consumer on your website, that could be very, very helpful and a, a great way to increase your, your dwell time across the entire domain. I mean, with the amount of factors that go into search, I mean, the... <laughs> Average time is definitely one of them. And just all these different elements. I mean, a lot of it boils down to producing lengthier content, but you don't want to be in the situation either where you are turning a 10 page book into a hundred page book when it's like the same information, a lot of fluff. How do you balance the 
I'm creating long content, adding videos, adding all this media because it's going to help with the uh, average time people spend on the site versus just adding all this fluff that makes it completely unnecessary. It's a really great question. You can use heat maps and things and see where individuals bounce off. You can, the other thing that you can do is, is, is basically transition them to another page if you, if the theme is necessary. So, and there's a lot of experimenting that goes into that. So we've taken 10,000 word articles and turned it into, you know, eight chapters and, and use breadcrumbs and things to, and it will require experimentation. I would say that typically the, the rule of thumb is, oh, go look at the top ranking article and keep the same format and write it longer. I'm, I'm a little bit of a contrarian. I like to take a different point of view. Maybe it's multi, multiple authors as opposed to one and different formats because just by the nature of being different, you automatically stand out. And I like that breadcrumb approach a lot because, I mean, turning instead of one giant blog post, just having almost like a series where yeah. if you tune into like the fourth part of like an eight blog series, like you feel like you have to reread uh, parts one to three. So, I mean, that breadcrumb, I mean, I can see that working a lot, just increase the amount of time people spend on the site. I know that um, you specialize in helping people with finding their niche and narrowing their focus instead of thinking like extremely general. How do you suggest someone narrows their focus so that they're getting a very targeted prospect through their search engine efforts <clears throat> instead of like a catch-all type of business? So a lot of times coaches will tell you out of the gate to niche. And they, there's a lot of benefits that niche. And I'm going to give you a little bit of a different answer, even though I've got the book right directly behind me. The thing that I like to say is you need to have all these experiments and 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 work with a, a lot of different industries and do a lot of different things, have these experiences before you choose a discipline, before you choose to focus. And that's what you're doing. You're, you're turning your focus and attention to less areas. And... There's this great book called uh, Range by David Epstein, and it talks about Nadal, the famous tennis player. And his parents put him in all kinds of sports, and he happened to be phenomenal at tennis. And then he went all in with tennis, and he, he loved tennis and had this high skill in tennis. But imagine if his parents out of the gate said, son, you're going to play basketball. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe you've been really good. We, we'll never know, but he, he certainly... You know, the, the likelihood of that's extremely low, okay? So I tell this to business owners too. If, if you work with a lot of areas and then try to find that Venn diagram of purpose, profit, and passion. So you need all three. It has to hit the Venn diagram in the middle. Mm -hmm. You can have a passion and, and purpose for an area, but if you can't make a profit, it's not a business, it's a hobby. You can make a profit and... And, and maybe um, you have a purpose, but it's just not a passion. It's not going to get you out of bed and to do the things that are necessary to drive the business forward. You have to have all three. And look at your data. If you've had a business for a while, look at your, see who are your common buyers? Who what are the industries that you serve? Who are the, who do you help the best? Where do you get that passion? And that's how I go about and making this decision. And I think that it's often 
wrong to start with the niche, start with the specialization. That's a really great insight because long-term there is a lot of value in being very specific in what you do and being the go-to person for like a very specific area, but rushing into that, you can really miss out on a lot of different things, a lot of opportunities if you rush to it. So I definitely like that analysis. Um, Do you suggest like a year before you decide or two years or like how off, like how long do you think it should be? Like we're in this broad range now where we're trying things to then specializing and niching. I, I don't have an exact time frame. It could be a week right? You have, you'll know it's like an internal thing. It's an introspective thing. The the benefit of niching, you know, there's, there's a lot of benefits, but one of, one of the biggest things that we're trying to accomplish every sales conversation is a conversation based upon trust. When you niche, you, you're naturally giving up these other things and you're choosing to focus, you're choosing to specialize so your trust increases, right? You you can you have this perceived perception. I, I use this example. You would think that a brain surgeon is better than a general practitioner, right? For brain surgery. However, every brain surgeon had their first brain surgery. And it's it's so, but because they have that title, because they chose to focus, you would intrinsically they there's perceived that they're an expert even though they may have not even had a single brain surgery yet or just a few yeah i mean it's really good to i mean i do think it's an internal thing as chris mentions just to like you know when it's time to be more specific and niche and mm-hmm. once you have that feeling it is something that you should listen to and just try it out, experiment, see how it goes. I mean, with SEO, it is just a series of experiments and a lot of looking at data to figure out what works. And that's going to be key to improving your SEO rankings, just looking at that data, making changes, and uh, continuing to move forward. Yeah, and I think it's Warren Buffett says, diversification is a hedge against ignorance. <laughs> so that's the thing, right? It's like, you may have all of these diversified industries, but maybe there's one that really pays a lot. And maybe there's one that you can really serve. And that's the opportunity you should pursue. But we're, you know, we have this ignorance. That's why people play index funds. That's why in the stock market. And, you know, that's why people talk negatively about client concentration problems and service concentration problems and all these things. But it, it, it's just a hedge against ignorance. I mean, there is a lot of value in diversification, a lot of value in creating a lot of articles uh, because you never know which one will take off and you just continue going on from there with your SEO strategy. And uh, Chris, I know you talk a lot more about SEO and other places and you help people with their agency who they know SEO is important, but they want someone to do it for them. So Chris, I'm wondering if you could share with us some of the places we can continue to follow your work and journey. The best place to connect with me is on LinkedIn, and I'm most active on that social media network. I also host a podcast. It's the Personal Injury Mastermind. We talk about SEO quite frequently because that's a passion of mine. And if you are a personal injury attorney and happen to be listening, you can check out my website. It's rankings.io. 
rankings.io, a podcast, LinkedIn. We will have those links in the show notes. Make sure you follow Chris and everything that he is doing. Breakthrough Success listeners, thank you for joining us on another episode. And thank you, Chris, for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me.